Welcome to the Spiritualpreneur Podcast, the go-to podcast for business coaching with a spiritual twist. I'm your host, Haley Kay, award-winning author, human design expert, and intuitive business coach here to help you build, grow, and transcend the business of your dreams. You have valuable gifts to share, and I've made it my mission to help you use them to create the business that was meant for you. In any business, there's gifts and challenges, but with just a little guidance, you can gain the clarity and confidence that you need to succeed. I believe that we're called here to live our life with purpose and fulfill the calling we have in our hearts. So if you're here to create some magic, then come join me as we're about to embark on a life-changing journey of spirituality, business, and success. So let's begin. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Spiritual Printer Podcast. I'm your host, Haley Kay, and I have a very special two-part episode for you all about my friend, my nutritionist, one of my spiritual CEOs, Mindy Duff. So Mindy is a nutritional health and wellness coach. Her business is Nutrition Balance Coaching, and she is just fantastic, and I'm really excited to introduce you guys to her in this episode. So there's a couple reasons why I'm releasing this now, why I'm releasing it as a two-part. I started working with Mindy maybe late winter, early spring, and she we recorded actually this part one of this episode we recorded back then and it's only now that I'm releasing it because we worked together over the last 12 weeks and so I want you guys to hear kind of the before and the after so this episode's the before we recorded this before we were, were working together um, we did we talked about her business we went into her human design so that's what I'm going to share with you today and then part two of the episode is her testimonial working with me in the spiritual CEO we're both going to talk about like what we learned what we got into and I think it's just really good one to hear the stories of other spiritual entrepreneurs right like that's big part of my podcast is listening to what other people's journeys are what their businesses are about so that you can help make more decisions and get more aligned with yours when you hear other people's stories it can help you get clearer on you know what you want to do and where you hope to see yourself grow and then the other reason I'm releasing this now it's very timely is that Mindy is going to be relaunching her kick sugar craving program with a group component this time and I'm really excited about it. I'm actually going to be part of the group program, the accountability group this time around because it's really important when you're doing something new, you know, when you're moving into the unknown to have support and to have people who have been where you are and someone who's made it to the other side and moved through the obstacles and made the mindset shifts. And that's why I hired Mindy as my nutritional coach when I did, because she told me that she had the exact same symptoms that I was dealing with. She told me that she knew how to help them and that she was able to move through them. And, you know, it's not like some of the symptoms I was having were like fatigue and weight gain. Even though I was exercising, I was feeling slow and sluggish. I was having a hard time getting out of bed and I was having recurring yeast infections, which if you had them, they're awful. And I was trying to do the things that I saw online told me to do. And one of them being cut out sugar, right? And it's so easy to say, yeah, I'm going to cut out sugar. But sugar is actually just as if not more addictive than cocaine, which is kind of scary when you think about that because it's just it's in everything like anytime you look at a label there's some component of sugar in it and so it's not as easy to just say oh I just cut out sugar completely like it really does take some effort and some support and so if this sounds like you if this is something you're interested in I highly recommend listening to these next two episodes and see if Mindy is someone you resonate with, see if you are intrigued by her story, because I really, really benefited from working with her, and I highly recommend that if this is an area that you would like more help and support in, to reach out to her. And especially right now, when we're doing this group together, having the support and the accountability as you move through the, the eight weeks of the program is just so beneficial. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope you get something out of it. Hi, Mindy. Hey, how are you? I am fantastic. Awesome. So 
as everyone knows, if they've been listening, we're going to just jump right in and talk about you and your business. So actually, I was thinking maybe we could start. Tell us a little bit about how you got into even wanting to start a business. Ooh, that's a great question. Um, yeah. How did I get started on this? Well, I used to be an elementary music teacher, which is kind of a far departure from what I do now. Um, if you, but if you really think about it, it's not because I know that I'm, I'm a teacher at heart. Um, I just was kind of done teaching music at this point in my life. And I've always been passionate about health and wellness just in general. So, um, just the timing was right in my life to go back to school, um, get certified to be a holistic health and nutrition coach. And then of course, who wouldn't want to work for themselves. So <laughs> started my own business and yeah, that's kind of the, the short version of that story. Um, but yeah, I've always been interested in, in health and wellness and more so as of late. Yeah. Yeah. So how long have you been on working on your business now? Um, okay. Math. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> 2018 was when 2018 was when I officially started my business. So I'd been going to school prior to that, but that's when I wrapped everything up January of 2018. So it's been a, a few years. Yeah, a few years. <laughs> cool. Okay. So why don't you tell us a little bit about where you are now? What's going on in your business? What are you working on? Okay. On yeah, there? I have. I have all kinds of things going on. I'm like the, the master of side projects <laughs> um, and in my business and in my personal life too. It's kind of ridiculous, but it's fun. So I don't care. Um, so in my business, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. So um, anyone that you know has an issue, um, I'll work with them one-on-one. -on -one. I have been working on a group coaching program, which I have run um, before. And I, every time I, I run it, then I kind of tweak it and then do it again. Um, but again, group coaching in terms of getting people physically back into good health. And then there's a, a really strong emotional, spiritual component to that as well, because, you know, it's more, it's always more than just what you're eating. So, um, I'm doing things with that, with the group coaching. Um, I also have a podcast, so that's kind of a fun little, project for me. Um, I co-authored a book last year that was released and then due to some publishing issues, um, has been pulled and then is getting re-released. So that's another kind of fun, exciting thing that's happening. And I also am, um, have a, uh, online magazine that is in the works that I'm working with some other moms that we're putting out an online magazine for moms, just kind of a, a support and resource um, to make sure moms are getting, giving themselves the love and attention that they need. Um, cause it's hard to be a mom. So <laughs> we tend to put ourselves last. So those are a few of the things that I have in my, my own business. And I think, um, I also, maybe I've mentioned, have a small grocery store that I just purchased um, a couple months ago with a friend of mine. So it's a small specialty store. Um, you can't order online, sorry. But <laughs> um, if you're in the area, you probably already know. Um, it's called Simply Nourished and it's a gluten-free store, mostly organic, non-GMO. So yeah, again, supporting that kind of health, physical health component. So that's just a bit of what I have going on in my business. Just a little. <laughs> just, just a couple things. A few things. <laughs> um, you mentioned the book. Was that the Motherhood Diaries that came out last yes. year? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Mindy's one of the co-authors of the Motherhood Diaries. I've had a couple of the other co-authors here on sure. the podcast as well. Mm -hmm. So we're familiar. Um, yeah, oh, that's exciting. So the grocery store is relatively new. Just, New to us. Yep. It was an existing store and it's been just, um, well, the first of January is when we took ownership of it. So yeah. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Cool. So you can like do your wellness, you can sell your wellness, uh, products and services <laughs> in there too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, my whole gig is just promoting health and wellness, be it physical or emotional or spiritual, like I mentioned. So that's just a really great avenue for me to do that, to get that physical, like, Hey, you should eat these foods and you'll feel better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mind, body and spirit. Yes, absolutely. Totally. Mm -hmm. Cool. Okay. Um, so before, so 
is there anything else you want to share before we jump into the human design part? Oh, I think that's good. Yeah. Was there anything you were hoping to learn from your human design or anything maybe in your business that you had questions about or wondering that you were hoping to see today? Um, I'm pretty open to learning whatever, whatever kind of comes up, I think is what's meant to come up. Um, I know in my business, sometimes I, I like to force things a little bit, or I feel like things should happen and that I have to make them happen. I'm not Mm -hmm. really great at like sitting and waiting for, (laughs) you know what I mean? For the stars to align and then something magical to happen. Um, I'm not very good at that. So I'm kind of curious to see, because there are areas of my business that do feel more forced than others. Um, so I'm curious to see if anything kind of comes up there. Well, it's funny you say that because (laughs) that's, you're a generator as am I, and a similar struggle because the generator strategy is actually to wait to respond. That's what they teach in human design is to wait to respond to things to come to you because we actually have a very magnetic aura. We're always attracting things to us. Mm -hmm. And um, it's really just about responding to them in like kind of a, yes, I want that. No, I don't, you know, and it's not really our way to be what the, the manifestor strategy, which is that initiating. So that's sometimes where generators can get frustrated because in our society, that's kind of what they teach us to be like, you know, if you want something, go out and get it, go make it happen. And that's not to say you are not a creator of your universe. You know, I believe that we're all creators of our lives and we're attracting things to us based on our energy. It's just a lot of times the emphasis in our society is to, to do and to force and to make things happen and kind of like go outside ourselves. And we forget that we actually have a lot of power inside of ourselves and so the areas where you're maybe feeling like it's in flow and it's just happening is the area where your energy is aligned with it and it's coming to you and you're responding and the areas where you may be looking out thinking I should be doing that or that is where I need to be in order to xyz is where that kind of like the force comes in so I hear you same (laughs) generator that comes up a lot for (laughs) because generators have so much energy and so we have a defined uh split uh sorry defined sacral center which I'm going to talk about for yours because that's actually one of your few centers that you have defined so there's a lot of energy there and that's why you have this like like drive it's interesting because I'm going to talk about this more in in detail, but the root is actually the drive center. So you may actually have someone in your life I'm seeing. You have someone in your life who has the defined root that gives you that like push, you know, and then you have the sacral that wants to get things done because you have that sacral generator energy. And so it makes sense. But then there does have to be divine timing and flow and things to come together. So it's a bit of a, a balancing act. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) especially like listening to you you have all this stuff going on right and so it's probably part of like your daily process is like what gets my attention today yep absolutely (laughs) um yeah so that was the generator uh something that wanted to come through today which I actually don't often talk about with people and don't share in there in the podcast um is your profile So there are 12 profiles. So anyone listening to the podcast, I've never talked about this before. So let's see what what comes through. Um, There are 12 profiles and the profile is kind of like, some people think of it as it's kind of like your purpose. It's like your kind of helps to define your mission in life. I think lots of pieces of human design build into your mission and your purpose. So I don't, wouldn't say like lean on this specifically. But this jumped out at me because, well, one, you and I have this one in common. So it's the profile one, three. And I learn about this through my human design. So Jenna Zoe, I'll give her credit for this. I took the little mini course on the profile and she calls it the establisher of truth. And so the one, anybody who has a one in their profile, it's like learning and studying. It's kind of like the first of the six numbers, right? It's like the basis at the very beginning is to learn. 
And so part of being in our profile is like, we love to learn, love to learn new things. And, and I could totally say you went back to school, which I can totally see that. Like I'm always learning, studying, reading new things. Um, so there's that, that's that need to like learn and study. And then the three, so the one, that's the one part and they also call it the investigator. So it's not just about studying, but it's really about like getting in and learning and really understanding things and wanting to know more. And like, so the, what I'm being reminded is to say that be careful to in, enjoy the learning process and don't get caught up in the, like, I need to learn more. Cause like, once you learn something, you can implement it, you can teach it to others. And like, I know, you know, this because you've already started your business and you're already helping people. Um, but if there are parts of your business where you're learning and you think I need to learn more, just pay attention to those and see, is that really true? Is it really true that I need to learn more? Is it really true that I need to, you know, be the master? I'm putting master in quotes here because sometimes that's what we think that in order to help people that we need to be like 10 steps ahead of them. And what really helped me is when a coach said, you only need to be one or two steps to turn around and help somebody. And actually oftentimes that could be beneficial for the other person because if you're way too far ahead and you're looking back and you're like, why aren't you where I am, you know? Like, so just a couple of forget. Yeah. Yeah. You forget what it's like. Yeah, exactly. You forget all of the, the time that you spent and all the knowledge you've acquired. And, and there's that, you know, kind of like that knowledge gap. So if you're only a couple of steps ahead, you remember, like you said that, Hey, I was there not that long ago. And I remember what that felt like. And this is what helped me. So Really important just to remind yourself that that you can help anybody even if it's just a couple of steps and it's okay to want to continue to learn and grow I'm, I've heard people you know when they're they're older and and they've you know gone through a 20-year career or whatever and they're like oh I already know all I'm gonna learn at this point I, I'm just that random example came to mind I'm not thinking of anyone specifically but it's like Anyone can learn at any point in their life, but the one, three profile, they're really like probably going to do it for the rest of their life. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's okay. Yeah. So anyone listening, if you're one, three profile, if you want to keep learning, you want to keep studying, go for it. Cause like, I know even it's so funny now looking back, like even just a couple years ago when I was like this is my career now. This is what I'm going to do forever. Like I was in accounting and sitting at my nine to five cube in my nine to five job in the cubicle thinking like, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And like, it's laughable now because there's so much to learn. There's so much more to do. So, um, and then the three part is really about putting it into action, the trial and error, the experience. So I've heard the one, three profile is kind of like, the newbie souls, which I don't necessarily believe. I think you and I both are old souls and have, we've talked about this. We've talked about being here for multiple lifetimes. Um, but we're, st- but it's interesting in that sense to then think we're still here to like learn and implement, you know, if we thought we did multiple lifetimes, you know, we should, we're old souls in a sense, but then we're also still learning and implementing. And I don't know why I felt that was like comforting to me because there are sometimes where I like I'm hard on myself and like I should just know this. <laughs> I don't know if you ever feel like that. Right. Like, oh, yeah. why am I going through this or why am I relearning this? But that's kind of just part part and parcel of of this profile is we came here to learn something to learn and to implement and to trial and error. So cool. I don't know if that resonates with you at all or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Especially like the learning part. I mean, it's just like when you say like, we're going to, we're the types that will want to learn until we're, you know, 90 and (laughs) older. Yes. That resonates strongly. It's like in you, like you can't, you can't not learn more. And it's not just like read a book when I'm done with it. It's like, read all the books on this topic, like really like get into it, join a Facebook group about this topic or whatever, get certified in another, 
thing because I want to really like master it. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I know I'm like, I need to tell people about it. Like mm-hmm. when it's something I'm really passionate about and I get really excited, I'm like, I need to teach this to someone I need to tell them. And this used to hold me back and maybe still does. And I need to, I needed the reminder too, but like, you don't need to be the master. excuse me, you don't need to be the master. You don't need to have it all figured out. Like you can sometimes, especially I've noticed um, with coaching clients too, sometimes I'll learn something only to then tell them on the call. Like Mm -hmm. for some reason, just because I was aware in the moment, they gave me the message and then I meant to relay that. And I don't need to go do a whole certification and read all the books on it, even though sometimes I feel like maybe I I should. Right. They're like, nope, you just needed that one piece of information. That's okay. Right. (laughs) Um, This just jumped out to you. Seek out authorities, not to do what they do, but to learn and be inspired by them and to figure out what works and doesn't work so that you can implement it in your own way. Um, this is a good reminder too for anyone listening. You know, I've seen this happen time and time again with entrepreneurs, but I'm sure this happens all the time. It's like we learn from someone specifically their methodology, the way they teach something, and think, I need to do it. That this this is a reminder for me. Actually, I needed this. It's like I saw someone do it. It worked for them, and I'm like, I could do it the same way, and then try to yes. implement it the same way, and it doesn't work. And it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I feel that one deeply. Mm -hmm. And like, we admire them and we think they're great. So we're like, it must works for them. It must work for me. I can do that. And then not so much. And, but that's not really the point. The point is not to be someone else. The point is to learn to like my coach says, learn the rules. So you can break them, learn the rules. And so you can implement them in a way that works for you. And sometimes that means you need to have different teachers, right? Like learn this from this person, this from this person, and then you put it and package it in your own way. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, another thing that we had in common that jumped out at me is well, a couple of things. One were emotional generators and we have the same profile. So like we got so many things here. Um, just one thing about your and our environment is caves. But one thing about your decision-making, which is called your authority, the emotional authority in human design, is to really follow uh, your waves of emotion and um, not get too caught up in like, oh, I'm feeling angry about this, so it must not be right for me, to like really ride out the wave and see, because sometimes there can be um, just like different emotions that need to kind of play itself Mm -hmm. out we kind of talked about that before but um yeah do you have any questions about that one I this is the part of my the human design and I'm only just vaguely familiar with this all but this is the part that frustrates me the most is the emotional authority because in terms of decision making um how do I know when I'm done you know how do I know when I've when I've gone through all the cycles of emotions how do I know when I'm done riding those waves and oh, this is, you know, (laughs) this is what I really feel about it. When I feel all the things about it, how do you know when you're finished? Yeah. It's frustrating. Great question. (laughs) Great question. So a couple of things I've learned something, I don't actually have notes, but I'm going to go do the research for you and send it after. Um, number one, emotional clarity is what I was taught is like to make sure you're very clear. So you can check in with yourself. Um, and just see, it, is it like, sometimes I get this like sense that things are fuzzy. So like an example that came to mind is if I, like I make bracelets, bracelet sets for people, right? And so mm-hmm. if I'm working on the set, sometimes things come through very clearly, like, oh, this will be the perfect crystal for them. And then the other ones I feel are fuzzy. And so that's when I know like I'm not done, right? And there's, and I'll ask like, okay, what other piece of information am I missing? And I just kind of like put the question out and let it go. And so that's sometimes where things feel fuzzy. They don't feel clear necessarily. They might just be kind of 
Um, so it doesn't necessarily even have to be like emotional in a sense, like, you know, when we say your emotional authority, sometimes people think of like that old term that was coined, like, oh, she'll cry. She's emotional, right? Like mm -hmm. people yeah. get a bad rap there. Women, especially like, oh, she's so emotional. Mm -hmm. And then I notice men, like my boyfriend will say things like, I'm not emotional. I'm like, yes, you are. Everybody <laughs> is. We right. all have you're emotions. Human. Yes. Whether you're not, you're an emotional authority, you have emotions, you have emotions, but, and that doesn't mean even as an emotional authority that they have to dictate your, uh, they have to dictate your decisions, right? Like just because you mm -hmm. feel sad one day doesn't mean you can't make any decisions. It's just, um, sometimes there's like, it's unclear, like emotions can be fuzzy. And so you really want to get clear on them and like things like journaling really helped me for that, um, if you do anything like breath work or Reiki or things like that, that can just help like clear things up. And you usually you'll know, like you can probably even think of an example right now where you're like, it's clear. I know exactly mm -hmm. what it is. Um, because you also have the sacral defined. So um, the sacral authority is for people who don't have a defined emotional center. So the solar plexus is the emotional center. So that's why we have emotional authority is because we have that defined energy. It's created within. So we can rely on that, if that makes sense. We can rely on our own emotions because oftentimes they're generated from within us. So they work in tandem with like the decisions we have to make and the energy in our awareness. But people who don't have a defined emotional authority they can't really rely on that because they're picking up on emotions from everywhere else. So if they try to make decisions based on how their mom was feeling, you know, if they're in proximity to their mom, their mom's feeling bad. And so they make emotions, like they make decisions based on those emotions. That's where it can get super cloudy. So their authority to rely on is their sacral authority, which is a really like, it's very intuitive and very like, yes or no. You also have a defined sacral authority, so you can also rely on your sacral authority to make decisions. So if you are feeling that cloudiness and it's really not coming through as clarity and it's like starting to like, you know, you feel like you're spinning your wheels or you're getting stuck, you can use that sacral authority also and tap in and do that yes or no. So um, that practice of like really practicing on small things. I do this all the time, like with clothes or with food or things that are like pretty irrelevant, whether or not I make the right choice, right? That's kind of how it is. It's like, do I want to eat pizza? Yes or no. And if, even if you feel like a no, but you eat the pizza, but it practicing on those little small things is what's going to help the bigger ones. And you do have the ability to tap in and like to that yes or no, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's helpful. <laughs> And I know that exercise that you're talking about, like, you know, tapping into your intuition, like you say, with clothes or food or whatever. And I just probably need to do it more because yeah, practice makes perfect. <laughs> yeah. Practice for sure. That's helped me for sure. Cause even still, like I still make decisions and I'm like, I knew not to, but I did it anyway. And anyway, I know <laughs> good information. Yep. <laughs> good question. Good question about the authority. Um, another thing, the environments you're like in ideal, it's not ideal. What's the right word for this? It's like where you feel you thrive in certain environments. There's a few of them, but yours is caves minus two. So it's kind of interesting. And it's really like, I think, you know, we can't be in our caves all the time. Caves I'm putting in quotation marks is typically mm -hmm. like our home, right? Cause that's where mm -hmm. we go back and feel safe. And in our world, we can't, well, through the pandemic, we, I spent a lot of time at home. So I feel like I did thrive a little bit in the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was okay with a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, but now as we move out, so it's really important to find the time to make sure you spend the time in your cave. Mm -hmm. I mean, if it's not going to be all the time, that's okay. But as much time, or if, you know, and this is for anybody, if you go to an office space or you, you have, a you, you have to leave the house for your job or, or anything to find places that do have like that cave-like feel. So that's why sometimes people like 
to have offices, his offices can have that cave-like feel. If you have like a cubicle like I did, make sure it really feels like yours, like mm -hmm. really make it into um, your cave. Yeah, that's funny because um, I have just recently moved my office. My office is in just in my house and it was upstairs, but I've moved it down here to my basement. Um, <laughs> it's very cavey down here still. I mean, I know Haley, you can kind of see some of it. I'm it's a work in progress yet, but it's yeah, it's dark and it's quiet and it's <laughs> enclosed. So yeah, I get that for sure. <laughs> That's funny. So you're saying like, you like that? Yeah. 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 Cool. I even bought a couch for down here. And when I was looking at furniture first, I just wanted a chair. And then I was like, wait a minute, I want something that I could like take a nap on <laughs> so I can like get away, you know, like if it's too noisy or whatever upstairs, I can come down to my little, my little cave, my little office and lay on the couch. <laughs> yep, That's perfect. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, really, I wasn't surprised when I heard it, but it was kind of like, oh, it was so validating. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I do need to be at home. I yes. like to be. Um, another place that feels kind of cavey is like the bathtub. I don't know if you like taking baths or like the bathroom shower. I know I was talking to someone in a previous episode who has also had caves and she's like, yeah, I have my best ideas in the shower. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. it, Cause it just feels like good and cavey and nice yeah and that's where like your creativity comes through so mm -hmm. okay cool so a couple things before we got into the actual chart so um what i was saying before so for you mindy you have two defined energy centers and everything else is undefined <laughs> a whopping two <laughs> <laughs> and as a, like we talked about this before and, and I kept saying it, it's like there are gifts and challenges to all of it, whether or not you have a defined center and undefined center, there are gifts and challenges. So defined centers are really like areas where you have consistent energy, where you can kind of rely on that energy to be there. And it's the gift you have to offer other people. The undefined can be inconsistent. And that's because it's more like, I see it as like blurred lines, you know, it's like blurry and you can like, when you're in contact with other people, you can pick up on their energy. You can pick up on if you're working, if you're inconsistent and you're talking to someone else who's uh, not, in, sorry, undefined, you're undefined, they're undefined, they're picking up from someone else. Like it can be very, and so that's why it's cool though, because we are all one, you know, we're all of the same human race. We're all tapped into the same energy field. So it's not really a bad thing. Like it's just normal. It's just, there are different ways to handle it, I guess is best said, because you don't want to, like what I was saying before with the authority, if you're someone who has an undefined solar plexus, you don't want to be making decisions based on your undefined solar plexus if you're picking up on energy from someone else. So you really want to tap into your own energy in order to make decisions. And so um, like there are types that have everything completely undefined. They're called re reflect um, reflectors. I don't know why I'm questioning myself. Yeah, I think so. Um, project, no. <laughs> reflectors I think that's what it's called I don't see them they're like one percent of the population I, I haven't even I haven't done a reading for them I'd love to if you know anybody ever knows anyone send them my way I think it'd be super cool um they're all undefined and so they actually need a lot more time to make decisions because they're getting so like bombarded almost with energy all the time and it, they can like but then they can also shape shift and change so a good example is Sandra Bullock she can she can act in different ways because she really can get into the energy of the person that she's embodying. So for for people like you who have a lot of inconsistent energy, it's kind of similar. Like you have this ability to be very empathetic. You can really tap in and tune in to people. And that's why it's so cool that you're in like holistic health. Because when you're working, especially when you're working with someone one-on-one, -on -one, you can really tap in and tune into that and, and then help them 
And so it's really important to learn how to like deprogram the programming. So, so undefined energy centers is where a lot of the programming can happen. And what I mean by that is if your upbringing or even people you're with on a daily basis, if they're not like clearing their energy and tuning and tapping in, they're picking up on stuff that can really you can feel that, you can feel that from other people. And so it's really important to clear that, to let that go in whatever ways, cut cords, take Epsom salt baths, breath work. There's all variety of ways. I know, you know, being in holistic health, there's a bunch of ways that you can do, and you could do this through food to really clear that out. Um, and so, yeah, that's what makes it so good that you can help other people do that, right? Because you've, you've been able to learn how to do it for yourself. Do you have any questions about that? I kind of rambled there for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I mean, yeah, I totally, I, I'm definitely very open. I get that a lot. Um, And being, being able to feel other people's energies so quickly and easily. I mean, it's not something that um, you don't think about. You just feel it. You just know it. Like when you walk into a room and you have no idea what happened in there beforehand, but you can just feel, we've all probably felt tension when we've walked into a room before that, whoa, what happened in here? But it's like that, like all the time, I can generally, it's very easy to tap into somebody else that I'm sitting next to and kind of know what's going on, like what their mood is, what their energy is, if they're tense, if they're relaxed, if they're angry. Yeah. So now this just, it's good reminders to, yeah, do more energy clearings and things to take care of my own self so that I'm not just picking up off of everybody else. Um, yeah. Cause that's easy to do too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's not a bad thing except for, you know, if you're around people that are closed off or who don't clear their energy don't know about it or they're like because like human beings we have this tendency to hold on to things and like I'm like I can safely say that this is a pretty human tendency you know so like we're trying to figure out living in this world so we like hold on and grasp on things but that can be like ideas and concepts and if we're like people I know who watch the news you know, if it's especially a lot of negative energy, a lot of negative information, they're absorbing all that, that can be just like, it can be heavy. And yeah. so that can be, if you're picking up on a lot of energy, it can feel heavy. It can feel exhausting. Yes. Yeah. I do not watch the news, um, for a variety of reasons, but, but one of them, because it is predominantly negative, um, events that they're reporting on. Um, there are certain things, certain more news type related things like on social media that I I can't follow because it was either making me like irritated (laughs) or, you know, just pulling me down in a way. I mean, it took a long time to realize it and playing around with snoozing certain, certain groups that I'd been following and then realizing, Hey, my social media is happier place when I don't have them in it. (laughs) And it's not to say that those, you know, groups don't serve a purpose and other people can't watch them, but yeah, I can't, and I don't, I don't need to. So. Yeah. Yeah. And some people, because you're so undefined and like you were, like we were saying, it's like, you're like a sponge, like you absorb it a lot more. Some people don't necessarily feel it to that same extent that you do. Mm -hmm. So that's why it might not affect them as much, but but yeah, having boundaries and like, and like, even if you know, I'm going to watch the news for 20 minutes, that's okay too. Right. It's Mm -hmm. just like some people can get sucked into the vortex of the news. And, and it's not just the information that's affecting them. It's also the people's energies relaying the information or the Mm -hmm. people who are like in involved in whatever situation it is. Like you can pick up on their energy too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's too much sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have five, five of the nine undefined. So I totally, I totally know what that's like. Mine are all like up here ones too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the heart, a lot of people's energy gets stuck in the heart and I can feel that. And like working with clients, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but 
Um, you could pick up on their energy even before you're in, like you see them physically, mm-hmm. like you already start to, which is so interesting. I remember when I learned that for the first time, I was like, what is happening? And you know, <laughs> it's someone else's because you can't figure out why, like, like you often, something happens, you know, cause and effect, you see the cause and effect. So this sometimes all of a sudden I'm anxious or all of a sudden something happens and I'm like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> I have something going on later. Or yeah. like I have a, a call yeah. or something. <laughs> and so if you find that though, and like you don't have a call or you don't really know what it is, you can just ask, is this mine to process? Because what our body likes to do or our human design likes to do is process energy. And so of energy, it's kind of like, you know, it gets into the, I don't know, the gears and starts to like go through, but if it's not really yours or it's not going to help you or benefit you in some way, that's when it can kind of get stuck or like our brain can chew on things. And like, what, what's going on? It's best just to be like, is this mine? Is this my energy? Is this my, and if it's not often, that's enough to just let it go. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to pause for just one second and take this call because I think it might be my child. Okay. Hello. All right. Okay. So what I was saying before your root. So I started at the bottom, the root, the, the root chakra or the root in human sign, the root energy center, it's completely open for you. Mm -hmm. So I like to point out the ones that are completely open for people, because often that's where the most programming happens. Like I was saying before, where the most picking up of other people's energy happens and to really, um, probably early in life, you had to learn how to deal with that. So the root is about like pressure It's the center of drive. It's the one that connects us to the earth. So it's the one that's closest in connection with the earth. So like grounding is really important as you know, but for, for you having it completely open, it's not only grounding as a means of like letting go of energy, but also to receive energy. You can receive, receive energy from the earth. So if, you know, you're tired and you need like a pick me up, most people go for coffee because coffee has that, like, it has like some root energy in there, but, mm-hmm. um, which is, which is fine in moderation, but to like go out for walks in nature, if you can do that, or just sit outside and like here it's winter. So it's harder. So I have to yep. make sure to like. <laughs> go for walks, but then if it is harder to get outside and you find you're not doing as much to really envision it, really envision that connection and really envision like pulling up the energy from, from the earth and bringing it up into wherever you need it at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, also being around people who have a defined route, I put like me, <laughs> being around can be like a source of grounding as well, because those people just naturally have that defined root energy center. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, a, I'm guessing someone in your family has that. I don't know. Maybe don't why? Know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm the only one that I've, I've done our design for, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's always fun to see, like, especially people like you live with or someone you're mm-hmm. around every day just to see what they're like. Cause sometimes what happens is like you tap into their energy field and tap into whatever energies that they're giving off and think it's, it's like yours. Right. Yeah. And then that's why sometimes people have a hard time going through like breakups or not seeing people because they're so used to having like a certain yeah. energetic connection and then it's gone. It's like, then you kind of have to recalibrate and often oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That totally makes sense though. Yeah. Cause that's, it's like, we're all just like, we have our own energy and then we're just trying to figure out like where we get what we need from other people. It's so, it's so weird, but seeing it as like a chart and like seeing where, um, I've connected with certain people and like, why like, Oh, you know, that oh, makes sense. It's kind of cool. <laughs> Uh, and then the sacral center is your other one is the one that is an important one for you because it's defined and there's a couple gates in there. So mm-hmm. 
Um, I said, there's a lot of energy here, very powerful. You can use the sacral authority, like what I was saying before. And it's important to make sure to like balance the sacral energy. So what happens if, and this goes for people who have it defined and undefined, if you don't balance the sacral energy, which we can talk about in a minute, that victimhood mentality can really show up. So people who are very like, the world's happening to me. She did that to me. It's like victim, victim, things are always going wrong because of blaming, lots of blaming. That's the imbalance of the sacral chakra, uh, believing that you're not the creator. So what I was saying at the beginning, like I believe we're all the creator, creator of our world, the creator of what's going on around us, learning how to balance and maintain our energy is really gonna raise our vibration, you know, the law of attraction term, raise our vibration and then bring in more of, like we attract what energy we are. So um, ways to balance that is like practicing, um, what are you trying to get me to say? Afro, like manifestation techniques is what they said, because there, I'm not gonna say one specific manifestation technique because there are like, there are so many and some work for some people and some work for others. And so just really like learning about manifestation, learning about uh, what techniques work for you, what feels good for you. Um, the woman that I studied under for manifestation, she taught a whole bunch of manifestation techniques. She had an open solar plexus. So she was really all about releasing emotions. So it was really interesting when she was teaching that and she was like, yeah, this is why I feel so called to teach people about how to release emotions because she had a completely open solar plexus. So she was always picking up on people's emotions. And when, you know, the emotions is your, um, how you learn where you're vibrating at, like, right. So she really needed to teach people how to do that. But I have a defiance as you do define solar plexus. So that wasn't really the manifestation techniques that I really needed. Um, for me, I have an open throat center. So journaling, talking, like those kind of things really work for me, like really expressing myself. And there was a long time where I was like, I'd shut down that expression. And then I wasn't manifesting because I was closed off in that area. So that's why I really think learning about human design is really important because you can learn about which energy centers that you really want to balance, but you can also learn about your uh, manifestation techniques. So if, like for you, you probably have a variety of manifestation techniques. Is, is there, yeah. Is there any, like you prefer or anything that comes to mind? Um, no, I mean, I'm actually having trouble thinking of, of others that other than what you've already mentioned, um, when you mentioned like journaling and several times throughout this whole podcast, it has come up in my brain, like automatic writing. I used to do that a ton and then, um, for reasons abruptly stopped and, um, I need to do it again. I think because <laughs> <laughs> it's been coming up. I mean, that's the third time that like, I've heard that like automatic writing when you talked about journaling and it's a few other times. And I do have that open throat center or throat chakra, um, as you mentioned. So that probably would be a good form of expression there, but yeah, I mean, I guess I can't really think of any other. I don't know things that I do. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Automatic writing, like not not letting yourself, like not letting your brain get involved, just like writing, because like our brain yeah. likes to filter, right? Mm -hmm. Um, again, because of programming, what we were taught, how we have been trained growing up, like certain people said, "You can't say that," or "That's rude," or like you know, uh, like as a kid, I remember being told all the time, like "You can't say that to her," or "You can't." you have to listen to the adults like all all kinds of stuff so it was just like right. easier to just like shut that down but when you write and you you can just do it on filter like you don't have to worry about especially as someone who is so open and empathetic as you are and if you, you are like you can maybe filter being worried about what you say to other people right like I know that was big for me like because if I said something I could I could almost guess what they were going to feel like or and so that was one reason like I really held back but automatic writing isn't for other people it's solely for you yeah yep um, yeah, so the couple, so there's a couple gates in your sacral center. So gate 14 is 
gate of prosperity. So this is the ability to generate money and resources, really like resource type, like you can attract the things you need for the things you want to do and manage it. Um, it's really important to focus your efforts where it feels good to do so. So using that authority, because you probably, as you said, as you've noticed, is you attract lots of things all the time. And so really knowing like, do I want to focus my energy and time on this? Do I want to, and really tapping into that authority to really get clear, like this is the best use of my energy today. This is the best use of my time and things like that. Because if you're not seeing the results that you want, it might just be that focusing on things because you think you should, or, you know, or like what we were saying before, if you've been following people you admire who are telling you, this is what works for me. This is what you should do. If you want mm -hmm. X, Y, Z, then that can really be like a kind of like a, they, they said block, but it's, it's more like what your perception in your brain is, right? It's like a filter of mm -hmm. like, you see something like, I'll give an example for me, for example, they wanted me to do a five-day challenge. Okay. And in the past, I looked at people who I admire and thought they did five-day challenges. I have to do five-day challenges. So I did a five-day challenge. It didn't work out the way I wanted. It, it was, it was a good, like good learning experience, but it mm -hmm. wasn't what I thought was going to happen. And so I was like, Oh, that's not for me. Put that on the shelf. And now they're coming back. They're like, okay, try the five-day challenge again. And I'm like, Nope. Why? <laughs> I'm gonna do it because I know it's important but it's like those kinds of things right it's like really making sure to tap in the right things at the right time and the way to do that is to really practice using using your yeah energy. yeah you know that's interesting that you mentioned that um a couple of years ago when I was really trying to get my business up and running um I took a course from a pretty well-known business lady in the health and wellness field. And, you know, she had all these, she, you know what, to be honest, she knows her stuff. I mean, she's amazing and she has helped many people um, be very successful. And so I thought this is great. I'm going to take her course. I'm going to learn how to do it. And I followed her methods to a T and it got to the certain point in the methodology that I hated and it was a pretty important part. And I'm like, this is like, I dread it. And then just thinking back on like, what kind of energy was I bringing into that, <laughs> you know, but I just hated it. But I thought, well, I have to do this because this is what, this is what she does. And it clears what she's teaching us. It's working for other people. It's working for her. So I just have to do it. And what do you think happened? I mean, obviously it didn't work at all. I mean, it was horrible <laughs> because it was not, I was not aligned with that, just that method. Um, and again, like her, it worked for her and it's great for her. I would imagine she and I have extremely different human designs, <laughs> just knowing this woman and her personality. Um, so yeah, I mean, but it, it just, and it, intuitively I knew this isn't right. This isn't what I should be doing. This isn't how I should be helping people or spending my time, but I didn't listen to that. And then, yeah. So then it didn't work. <laughs> Lesson learned. <laughs> Thank you for round, sharing that, that round of lesson learned anyway. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that story. Cause I'm sure like it happened to me. I'm sure whoever's listening, it's probably happened to yes. them. It yep. is, it's a learning experience because we're not here to be someone else. We're here to be us just, yes. <laughs> we're just figuring out how, yeah, <laughs> but it's cool to know um, I'm not going to go through every single one of your gates because, you know, I've already had you here for a while, but I do want to talk about your channel, but I just want to, wanted to talk about the gates in your sacral center, because mm -hmm. that is a really powerful center for you. And you can really use that and, and knowing what your energy is like knowing your natural traits and strengths is what you bring to the table and what you can bring. Um, and there's a reason why I'm saying this is because, uh, gate 29 and your channel, like it's all, it's all going to come into this nice package. I've like, <laughs> um, gate 29 is the commitment gate. And so this is the ability to commit and stick things through. 
again, make sure you use your authority because you want to commit to things that feel good and not just what you think you should do. This has been a, a big theme and it's not just you. It's just um, <laughs> kind of an important reminder, you know, because of your undefined, open, attractive energy to really hone in on you, to really uh, hone in on what is yours what energy is yours what gifts you have to bring and really focus on that first and then you can then you know share that with others and you can pick up help them in whatever way that you feel is meant to be um yeah so that came up twice and then your circuit is you have one circuit. And so circuits are so important because circuits is where you can really tap into that energy and feel like the full expression of the energy that you have and use it in multiple areas of your life. We're talking about business. So this circuit is a tribal circuit. I have a tribal circuit too. And how I really come to understand it is like, it's really meant to be used for your tribe. So your tribe can be your family. It can be your group of friends. It can be your audience in business you know the people that you really want to help is like your tribe um and so you have circuit 59.6 which connects your sacral and your solar plexus i've seen it called the channel of mating the channel of connecting but to me they told me it's like the for you it's the channel of collaborating collaborating is a big theme for you um and even listening to you talk at the beginning you know all these things you're doing with other people it's because you have this you have this desire to connect, to connect with others, to share your gifts, to pick up, like to help them fully express theirs. And so that's why this is kind of like the theme that came up that they show me, like the ones to really bring to your attention are these things that, yeah, you really enjoy connecting with other people. Even though alone time is important, you know, caves is your environment. You need that right. alone time to like shed whatever's going on. But ultimately you come back out and you want to connect. You want to collaborate with other people. You want to, you want to be part of a team, a group. And in your business, probably one of the reasons why you like having like the group course too, is because then you really get to use that tribal energy of like really supporting a group which you have the, the means and capacity to do so. That's awesome. I like that. Thank you for that interpretation because I mean, I've, I've looked up different things about this. What is it? The 59, six, um, channel there. And it's like, I don't get what that, like you can read it, but like, what does that mean? And I feel that strongly. I mean, one of my, I guess now that I think about it, everything in my business involves other people and a collaboration of some point, even a one-on-one -on -one session. I mean, I'm collaborating with my client, but, um, and one of my favorite things that I'm doing right now is my podcast where I do have a few where it's just me, but I love bringing in people that are experts in their topics to talk about whatever, to help share that message with more people. Um, and I just, I do love that collaboration. So that's bang on. I mean, that's kind of spooky. <laughs> I know it's crazy, right? I know the more I learn about this and like pull things out, I'm like, oh yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Do you have any questions about anything we talked about? Any of like any parts of your chart jump out? I, like I said, I didn't want to take up too much time and go into every single gate, but some of the other ones always good to look up and just see. Yeah. Um, I don't, nothing's coming to mind right now. This is really, um, insightful and <laughs> very helpful. And I mean, these, these, um, human designs are kind of tricky to read at first, I think, if you don't know. So this has been helpful to dive a little bit deeper um, yeah. And to see how this kind of plays out in my life, I think it's easy. And in my business to see that now, now that you say certain things like, oh, I do do that, or I do like that, or why don't I do that more? Yeah. That's really cool. So yeah. Yeah. No, this has been great. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Mindy. Thanks for allowing me to look into your chart and 
coming on the podcast with me. Um, I will put like links, if there's any links that you want to share with, um, with the audience, if anything you are working on or anything you just want me to add, I'll put them in the show notes so you guys can find Mindy if you want to work with her or collaborate with her. You never know. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, thank you again. Thank you. Super cool. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about today's guests, you can find their links and contact information in the show notes below. You can also find me, Haley K, on Instagram at Haley K Coaching, or grab your copy of the Spiritualpreneur Planner and sign up for my email list, where you'll be kept in the know on upcoming episodes, exciting events, and bonus resources to help you grow your spiritual business. Did you love this episode? please be sure to like, subscribe, and write a review so we can spread this information to more spiritual printers like you. See you next time.